let's start with something since Nifty's in the room and if he wants to join the call, if I miss anything, he's most certainly welcome. Glad to see you tokenized 101. Not bad. Cal would be impressed. Um, <clears throat> Town Hall. We've been speaking about that the last couple weeks. This is really turning into a major initiative. I don't know if any of us involved realized how quickly it would move and how we basically would be motivated to get things rolling. Last month, we had the first uh, town hall meeting. We have the second one on the first, which I believe is, if my math is correct, is Wednesday. It will be 11 a.m. Eastern time. And this is going to be focusing, from what I understand, on the applications. And a lot of the project team leaders for ActiFit, for Leo, for maybe Peak D, Essency, uh, Leica2, um, DBuzz, they are going to be on the spaces and uh, should be an interesting turnout and should be an interesting time. So it, it would be a great way to learn, I presume, and I don't know what the format's going to be, but I would presume it's a great way to tune in to learn what's going on with some of these applications. And I presume there's going to be some conversation how the applications can work together for the benefit of hot. So that's the first thing with the town uh, hall. The next event is coming up. Now I put out a video, I put out some threads and basically the way I've captured the, the concept in my mind is that town hall is about infrastructure. It's about education. It's about communication. And on the infrastructure front, we have the Hive Witness Node, which is doing spectacularly. Thank you, everybody, for your votes. That was designed to be a witness where it was accessible to the community, where people could support the witness, even if you're a small account. That's wonderful. We want, we want smaller accounts partaking and, and participating in governance. But also, since the four of us, myself, Nifty, and Nomad Soul, slash Eric, and Django, are one of us is usually around, we can be found. So we started with the Hive node, and we've already paid for our second witness node, which is a VSC witness node. Now, I don't even know what a VSC witness node does. I don't know if we really know what it does, but... We're getting one anyway. So we are going to support VSC. We are in the process of, of having that set up. So there will be a node on the VSC chain to support that infrastructure. <clears throat> With the education, we obviously have the town hall meeting next week, which will be uh, information and education about what's going on with, with these applications. I am also working the Leo glossary, the, the part of it, Hive glossary, I'm expanding that so that 
that's really an epicenter for information about what resource credits are, what a witness is, what the DHF, all of that stuff. So I'm expanding that out, and I'm going to be expanding that to include the different applications. I may be calling on the community uh, to try to fill in the blanks on some of the projects that I'm not well-versed in. Uh, for example, I'm not really a mobile user, so I don't use eCency. So I may call on the community to give me some feedback and give me some information so I can write up a page and design a page uh, for eCency, uh, just as an example. <clears throat> so that's part of the education. There's also uh, something else being set up on the back end, which I won't reveal because I don't know if the people involved in that, basically Eric and Jungo are putting that together, where it should help with not only the education, but also the information uh, and communication aspect of it. So that's basically where we stand with Town Hall. Nifty, you have speaker rights. Did I miss anything? Uh I thought I gave you speaker rights. Did you lose it? You did. Oh. You did. You know, I, I was uh, dealing with a, a work thing. Um, what's up, everybody? Uh, yeah, thanks for your support on the town hall witness. You know, like Pat said, it's uh, it's way more than just a witness node. You know, we, we plan to support all all projects and front ends and apps and and whatever in any way we can and. One of the things he mentioned is we're, we're going to be running a VSC node, which uh, I ran into a little snag on setting up. So I'll have that set up by the weekend, uh, by the end of the weekend. Um, and basically what that does is it's a witness node for test transactions, as far as I understand. So it'll be validating transactions on the test net. That way the VSC guys can, you know, do transactions and test it as if it were a real environment. Um, so providing a little bit of infrastructure, it's similar to the way that the hive witness, you know, produces blocks, that'll be a, a similar thing. So yeah, really, really just providing infrastructure so they can test and, you know, move the project forward. And that's our goal with it. So excited to get that up and running. And, you know, we've toyed with the idea of running a hive engine witness as well. So, you know, we're, we're expanding rather quickly and the support has been honestly overwhelming. So yeah, onward and upward. Yeah, and just let everybody know, uh, as resources allow, um, we are going, uh, our goal, ultimately, if, if we could have the, the grand poobah of what, what infrastructure Town Hall provides, our, you know, golden uh, gem will be running a, a full node. And, you know, anybody who, who knows about them, they can be rather costly uh, and there's no um, no incentive program per se set up uh, to, to incentivize that. So we just want to keep developing these different avenues of necessary infrastructure and, and different things. And, and ultimately, the goal is to, to step forward and provide a full node and help take some of the strain off the other nodes that are run by uh, block trades and uh, I think Arcane runs a full node and uh, Deathwing and some other people. So, you know, the infrastructure is very important for the scaling of the ecosystem above and beyond just the 
the capabilities of the blockchain itself. Obviously, all this stuff runs on computers and, and you need more infrastructure to do different things uh, of that nature. And, and, you know, I don't know what Speak's going to look like in the future. I, I think they're doing that a lot to, to set up where individuals can, can run infrastructure and contribute infrastructure off their hard drives and things of that nature. But if there's an opportunity to get involved with Speak, not VSC, but Speak, and run a node, we will certainly uh, consider that and and do what we can there. So, you know, that's the basic premise to try to fill in, as I said last week, fill in some of the gaps because people involved in projects are focusing on their projects as they should, but a lot of people don't focus upon the governance or the education or the information or even some of this baseline, not necessarily base layer, but this, this foundation no infrastructure that, you know, it, it, it doesn't look very sexy running a, a test node uh, for transactions for VSC, but it, it's vitally important. So, you know, we, we are glad we could step up there and, and help out. And the, the server's already paid for. And as Nifty said, he's going to hopefully have it running by this weekend. So that will be contributing. So I just want to add to, <clears throat> the ultimate goal, yes, is a is a full node, an API node. Um, but as as Tash said, that is a very costly um, thing to set up and maintain. I think somewhere to the tune of about a thousand dollars a month. I don't I don't know exactly, but you know, as resources allow, we're headed in that direction. But for now, we're going to target uh, any any kind of smaller infrastructure that we can. Um, you know, support. And like he said, it doesn't look very sexy on the back end. That's why you got my beautiful face running the tech. Uh, so, yeah, that's the ultimate goal. And uh, we're headed in the right direction. Can't wait for the next um, town hall meeting. Yeah, it should be an interesting one and, and it should be a huge turnout. And uh, I'm excited for it uh, to see what what's going on because I quite frankly don't know any of the schedule or what's taking place. And so I'll be, I'll be uh, as surprised as everybody else. So that was um, an update on that. Another big thing that happened this week for those who are in Leo land, <clears throat> Leo uh, premium kicked off on labs. And then last evening, a little over 12 hours ago, maybe 16 hours ago or so, the labs or the premium went live on the production site. Cal also sent out a uh, thread with a screenshot <clears throat> that said the smart contract was executed. I guess um, the smart contract ex executes in intervals of 500 uh, dollars, and so I guess the smart contract received its $500, so it went out and did execute and purchased, I don't remember, I'm going off the top of my head, like 7,000 Leo and 700 and some odd Hive, which uh, I think it acquired one, and as of the time of the, the thread, the order was in for the the other, and I, I don't remember which is which. What what was in on hand, but that's going to be submitted to the liquidity pool. 
on uh, BSC that locks it up and the value of that liquidity never exits. So for those who don't understand quickly to go over it, and I'll just throw out numbers. Let's say there's 7,000 Leo that go in and 700 hot. And the those are the only thing in there. And so somebody goes into the liquidity pool and they swap out high for Leo. And I'll just make numbers up off the top of my head. But let's say they put 50 hive in. So now you have 750 hive. And that equates to taking out uh, 500 Leo. So now you have 7,000 Leo. So now you have 7,000 Leo and 750,000 or 750 high. So the hive went up 50, the Leo went down 50, 500. So the number of tokens of each, the number of units of each token changes, but the value is still constant because liquidity pools are always based upon USD. Now, obviously, if the value of Hive goes up or the value of Leo goes up or down, that affects the total value of the liquidity pool. So how that operates is $500 went in effectively. Let's say the price of Leo doubles so that you have $250 in Hive going in, $250 in Leo going in. So you have a liquidity pool if it was empty of $500. If the price of Leo doubles, now you have a liquidity pool of $750 because the Leo has a value of $500. The Hive still has a value of $250. You add them together at $750. So the liquidity got pool actually got bigger without adding any more to it. Now, this works in reverse also. If the price of Leo goes in half, then you go from $250 worth of Leo to $125. So, obviously, it goes both ways in terms of up and down. Now, the idea of this is, let's say the total for the month is $500. So, there's 50 premium subscriptions on Leo in the first month. The second month... So 500 goes in in Hive and Leo. The second month, 60 people sign up. So there's $600 that goes into the liquidity pool. 300 Leo, $300, $300 worth of Leo, $300 worth of Hive. So now you have a liquidity pool, presuming the prices didn't change to make it easy. Now you have a liquidity pool with $1,100 in it. Third month, if we can get 70 premium subscribers, now there's $700 going in. Again, all things being equal, now you're up to $1,800. And that's how, over time, the liquidity pool can grow is you have increasing number of premium subscribers, hopefully, who are providing more each month. The value in the liquidity pool is cumulative. So it keeps adding on a monthly basis. And then the big growth comes from hopefully the value of Hive, the value of Leo 
going up over time. And if we are on the precipice of a bull market, if we are on the cutting edge of new features being rolled out, new things being rolled out that are going to create buy demand for Leo, for Hive, for HBD, which if you need HBD, you have to get a hold of Hive in some way, shape, or form if you're going to deal in large numbers. All of that feeds into it. Then suddenly you could see in a year a liquidity pool that conceivably has a couple hundred thousand dollars in it just from this mechanism of monthly contributions from Leo Premium subscribers, cumulative gathering of the value in the liquidity pool, and then, of course, token appreciation. And we know how bull markets can go. I mean, what if the price of Leo, quite frankly, goes from whatever it is now, five, six cents to 30 cents? And, you know, that's not inconceivable over the course of a year for it to do that. Hell, 50, 60 cents isn't inconceivable. So some of that early contribution in Leo uh, can really grow in in value. Uh, On a personal note this week, I used HBD to pay for my Leo subscription. I used HBD to pay for somebody else's Leo premium subscription. And I paid HBD to pay my server costs for town hall. So, you know, the numbers don't amount up to a a ton, but, you know, right then and there was about a hundred HBD that I've, you know, a hundred dollars worth of vault of transactions that I've done in HBD. Um, You know, this is how it grows. This is how it starts with people, you know, having use cases for HBD. And this is one of the reasons why Cal mentioned on the AMA, him and I, you know, had a a, a pretty heated uh, instant messaging or or DMing back and forth about this because I was adamant that you want to create the sync for HBD. And I think this is a terrific one. And, you know, I, I mean, Leo is small. Leo is looking at crossing, I think uh, they said 2,000 MAUs this month, which is wonderful. I mean, it was 400 a few months back, so that's incredible growth. But uh, you start to get five, six, seven thousand 7,000 people on Leo. Could you get 500, 600, 700 Leo uh, premium users? especially if they keep adding to the the features that are available with it. Now, suddenly, if you have 500 users, that's 5,000 HPD each month. Again, on the grand scale, I mean, we're not threatening Bitcoin's liquidity by any stretch of the imagination. But for a little project that very few people know about and giving a potential use case for uh, HBD, which also then is used to buy Hive, to buy Leo. So now it's providing a little bit of buy pressure on those two on, the, on those two tokens, and then whatever's bought is put into a liquidity pool and basically permanently locked away. And ultimately, the goal of this liquidity pool 
is that somebody could come in with $50,000 if they wanted and say, I want $50,000 worth of Hive. I want $50,000 worth of Leo. Or hell, forget $50,000, $5,000. Try to get $5,000 out of Hive. Very difficult. Um, you know, if you're, if you're on a Binance and if you're in a country where you can get to Binance, okay. If you're in, in Korea and you, you, you use that exchange, fine. But, you know, outside of that, it, it's very limited. And so that's where the liquidity pulls in. Then, of course, Leo is, is certainly going to be only on DEXs and things of that nature because you're not going to see something like Leo on the centralized exchanges. So that was a big step forward. The other piece of that, for those who are not aware, is what that payment system allows is it allows for subscriptions. And I wrote an article about this the other night. Uh, and again, the way I see this, and, and anybody can come on if they have a different point of view, none of these things, premium subscriptions, ad revenue, none of this on its own is going to be the game changer. None of this on its own is going to come in like a house of fire and set everything ablaze. What this is doing is this is increasing the offerings of Leo. This is expanding the opportunities. It's expanding what is here when people start to show up. And the idea is to get started. I mean, this is what I talk about with the idea of you're a business. If, if you have a Hive account on Leo or, or on Hive, you're a business. So what do you do? Get started. Just just do something. Take some action. Start your business today, whatever it is, whatever your niche is, whatever you're interested in, and, and start growing from there. And it's the same thing, what I just said with the premium. Okay, we got, let's say for the month, 50, although I think we're over 60 now. But anyway, let's say the first month's 50. Get the second month to 60 or 75 or 80 or 100 or whatever the number is. Get the third month above that. Then the subscriptions. Okay, maybe only three people pay for subscriptions the first month. But try to get that to six, then to 10, then to 15, then to 20. And when you look at the subscriptions, the subscription model is possible because now Leo set up the payment system with the the HPD, uses the same thing on the back end. And so now you have a payment system where you can offer subscriptions and now you're dealing with the Patreon world of things. Now you're dealing with the Substack world of things. And now you're dealing with the subscription model where content creators can come to uh, Leo, can create exclusive content that they want to charge for it. And the offering is through your Hive account. And I'm going to be writing an article about this, but how often do you watch a YouTube video? And the person in the video brings up a picture of of a tweet they sent out, and they talk about what they tweeted out. Then they say, well, in, in the section below, there's a link to my Patreon group where I got exclusive content for my Patreon stuff. They're, they're talking about three different platforms and they're trying to send people to different platforms and get subscribers on all the platforms and get a following. And so when you start to look at what's happening on Hive, you have three speed. We have Leo. We have Leo premium. We, we have threads. We have medium Reddit style content creation, long form content. We're going to have subscriptions. We're going to have ad revenue. 
we, we, there's like it to, which gives you kind, kind of the Instagram type thing. We're told that they're working on shorts, so it can resemble TikTok. And all of this is going to be incorporated into either Leo or in, into Hive. And hopefully a lot of this is brought to the Leo platform. And you have an all-encompassing package. And now you have something to sell people. Now you have something to sell these content creators saying, why the hell are you messing with all these different platforms and trying to get monetized on all these different platforms? That's what I see forming before our eyes. And that, that's what's exciting uh, to me. So let's see what we got in the thread cast. By the way, I, I mentioned this in a thread that devolved AI is a good-looking ad. I clicked on it, by the way, so if you do click on it, some interesting stuff. Kind of remind me of the ICO days where everything sounds good, but anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, tokenized can't wait for the town hall. He's can't wait. He's looking forward to hearing what the guys have to share. Well, Tokenized is a sexist pig. There may be some women on the call, too. Uh, McCoins is excited about VSC. It's going to change everything. Yeah, I, I think so. There's a um, – let me grab this. There's a uh, roadmap that VSC threw out on Twitter. Let me drop this in the threadcast. It's, it's very uh, very generic. But it does give an outline of what they're they're planning. So always nice to when when people when projects show you a direction. Uh, let's see. I read that. I'm glad I made it for the spaces. Hope stylist, glad you're here. Uh, Alahad from the VSC Discord. This is a bit on the older side of some of the specifics have changed, but roughly two types of nodes envisioned. And there's a link there. It's too much to read, but I'll open in a new tab. I will certainly read that. Thank you for sharing the information. This is what this weekend hive is about, sharing information. Um, I won't read his username because it's code for nifty. Is it with three speak that you'll set up a test net node for VSE? Uh, nifty, do you want to take that? I don't want to speak for you. Is yeah, it? So um, so no, uh, three speak nodes and speak network nodes, all that is separate. VSC has its own, uh, test environment. So they, they are separate things. There you have it. So we are looking at a different area that we are contributing to, but we, we, again, well, we will look at speak network. We have no problem there with what they're doing. Yeah, I was uh, uh, was listening to the um, the most recent uh, developer meeting for Three Speak Speak Network, um, and they seem to be in the process of getting uh, storage nodes accessible to regular people that they can run on Windows machines and things like that. So um, we don't necessarily have to wait on that, but I don't know that they have anything completely ready to uh, to run yet, but. As soon as we're able to provide some kind of in infrastructure for both, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll look into that. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Anywhere we can help out on that end of things. 
Uh, Allo Hayde, the Speak VSC team is also developing storage nodes that should run on relatively modest Windows systems, uh, likely leveraging IFPS, similar to the three Speak TV desktop client. Yeah, that's exactly what Mithki was just saying. Uh, Hope Style is definitely going to be mind blown participating in the Hot Town Hall. Uh, Allo, Allo, we, we should just get him on here to talk about VSC. Uh, he did a link to the VSC profile in the Discord, so give those a follow. I haven't received my delegation reward for days. Anyone else? Uh, that's from the coins. Are you talking about the Leo voter? I would uh, put that in the Leo Discord if that's what you're referring to. Um, the idea of using H HBD for getting in Leo premium is just really thoughtful. Yeah, I, my view is is that all Hive-centered applications should look to integrate HBD for the payments. I am a firm believer that the industry has done a disservice to itself by calling these things cryptocurrency. Because, quite frankly, a lot of this stuff is crappy medium of exchange. And that's what stable coins are for is medium of exchange. Um, tokens like Leo, tokens like Hive, to me, they're value capture. They, they convey governance. They provide access. They provide for speculation. We want green candles. We want price go up. We want moonshots. That is is a crappy medium of exchange because it doesn't bring price stability. And that's why I fought the idea of Leo as a payment for premium because of this idea. In my mind, you are psychologically telling people, get rid of this coin, get rid of this token and exchange it for a premium membership today and get rid of it. When I feel the idea of Leo is the exact opposite. I feel the idea of Hive, hold these suckers forever and make it so people don't ever sell the thing, especially since I've been very open, add a lending platform where you use Leo as collateralization. That way, if you want to access the value in, in, a, in a cash sense, in a monetary sense, you take out a loan against your Leo so you don't have to hold it. You get paid in a stable coin. You do whatever you're going to do with the money, and you still have your Leo as collateral. And if the price of Leo goes up, guess what? You are still reaping that. And it's the old Warren Buffett idea. You know, what's the best stock to buy? The, the stock that you never get rid of. Um. What about me? Do you mind paying for one extra? Well, I will say Hope Stylist, the one I paid for, he definitely earned it. Using HBD for on premium payment uh, would have a nice round impact on the high blockchain. I made a typographical error. Yep, it's premium. There's no unpremium that I know of. Isn't the most efficient way to get a high amount of liquid or high to buy them through Bitcoin, through Hive Lightning? Is there a liquidity bottleneck? I, I'm not a, a, a Hive Lightning expert, but 
I think there's a limit on what you can do on that because I don't think I don't think you can run five or ten thousand dollars through through those nodes. I can answer that one. Um, I use uh, V for V app by uh, Brian of London uh, frequently, and there is a there is a cap. So you're not going to be moving five, six, seven hundred dollars through this thing. You're going to be moving uh, maybe one hundred and fifty dollars or less through this thing. Uh, until there's more liquidity, until there's more, you know, infrastructure like we keep talking about, uh, it's pretty limited and it's just run by him. So um, any kind of support you can throw his way, support his proposal um, to keep the funding going. Uh, he's doing incredible things for um, liquidity between Bitcoin and, and Hive. So, yeah, it's there's a, there's a small cap, um, but if you're just moving around a few dollars here and there, hey, it works great. And it's instant. Yep, there you go. Uh, McCoins brings up a, a, a point that's discussed. A lot of people are priced out of premium, but they're active on Leo. We need a, to find a way to for them to participate in premium. Well, I mean, that's just what it is. It's called premium for a reason, and you don't lose anything on the, the uh, UI itself uh, other than, I think, the edit feature. But they, these are premium features, and there's a design behind it, and not everybody's going to do it. I did not give Elon any money to use X. I'm hardly on X, so I'm not going to give him eight bucks a month or whatever the the, the payment is. Uh, but Elon is evidently penalizing people to a great degree where you don't have a lot of functionality from what I'm understanding on X if you don't pay the premium. Now, I personally don't care. And if he does, if he blocks me from using X, I, I'm, I'm not going to cry about it. That's not the case with <clears throat> with Threads. Threads is going to keep having stuff added to it and you do have the usability of it. Uh, premium is exactly what it says. And, you know, there's a lot of things I can't get. I mean, we were talking, Town Hall would love to run. We'd love to have an API node running on Hive today. We don't have the resources fund for it. I mean, we're just that open about it. I mean, we're out of the game on that. We, we, we don't have the money. Uh, hopefully that'll change down the road. So, you know, the idea is to keep supporting people on threads, micro earning, but we all have to decide what, what we have to do with things. And, you know, I wasn't at High Fest for a multitude of reasons, and one was cash flow problems. I mean, I'd have loved to have been there, but I wasn't. So Hive Engine down for anyone else. Uh, that's because Nifty's not running a node. If he's running a node, it'd be up. Uh, Alohai, can you – careful what you ask for. If Inleo becomes TikTok on Hive, I promise it will start performing. I will start performing and filming sexy dances. Okay, well, no problem there. We want task, to. Task, you crack me up. The way you sound, say my name on Hive, it makes it sound like I'm Muhadeen and I'm getting ready to pronounce a fatwa on someone. So <laughs> I lived in Hawaii for 20 years, a little bit more than 20 years. Loved it so much, I even married a Hawaiian girl. But it's just Aloha Ed, but uh, oh. even just Ed is great. <laughs> I've been I've been cracking up every time you say it though because I'm, well, I'm getting, I, yeah. Hello Heat <laughs> sounds like you're a professor at Princeton. Or something. <laughs> so uh, 
I'm a professor on a on a country old country road. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. So uh, now you jumped on. I mean, the the next few uh, threads were from Tokenize, so he can wait. He doesn't say much intelligent anyway. So what's on your mind, Edwin? Uh, you jumped on here. Uh, anything that I spoke out of school? Obviously, you you've been doing some some deep diving into BSC. And thanks for providing the links and sharing the info. Uh, you you have something you want to share about that or town hall or hive in yeah. general or something that we didn't cover um, let's see i think you mentioned their proposal if we didn't if we didn't it's a good time to mention their proposal again because vsc is uh vsc and the speak network team the three speak team are doing a lot of the technical heavy lifting for the hive network that's going to pull everybody forward and that kind of has a little bit of a cascade effect too right because the more these systems get in place, once we've got that, once we've got a standard, well, well-documented, well-designed smart contract system, that makes it more appealing for other developers to come to Hive. So you get you get like a cascading effect. The other thing I was thinking about was the Leo token. Now, at the height of DeFi, I, I did a lot of consulting and I did a lot of tokenomic review. And I would say, and I, I don't, I don't have any insider knowledge here. All right. So don't, don't feel like I'm giving any alpha or anything like that. But for the Leo token, there does need to be something that can be purchased with it so that you have, you have an inherent utility for it beyond staking it to get more of it or staking it to get hive or just speculative trading. There does need to be something that people can spend their Leo on and want to spend some of their Leo on to get something. Maybe that something shouldn't be premium. I, I think I kind of agree with that sentiment because the mechanism for premium is, is going to help drive the uh, price basis for Leo. But there needs to be something else. And maybe maybe it's like a Leo banner ad, like on in Leo. Maybe they have a little rectangle down in the bottom right corner, and you can rent that with Leo. Maybe you want to promote one of your posts, or or you want to advertise a product or something, or maybe some some completely different service. But there does need to be some desirable, real or virtual commodity that can be purchased with Leo, because once you do that, that really does help underpin the value of the token. That's my thought for now. I'll, I'll kick back and listen, Task. Well, my my, my answer to that is what can you buy with your Home Depot stock? What can you buy with your Tesla stock or your Apple stock? How come they have value and, and you know, I... I can't buy shit with my Home Depot stock. I can't buy shit with my, uh, sure, you know, penny sure. stock. But but once you have once you once you have there, and you got to be careful when you compare a when you compare a virtual asset to holding uh, a diluted share in a real world corporation. Um, the idea with a share, though, is that you're obtaining you you're, you're either going to get dividends or you're hoping that price go up, right? And so ideally, ideally what would happen if you've got enough, if you've got enough revenue stream into an entity, then holding on and waiting for price to go up is great at a smaller scale where we're at and, and hopefully hive hive grows, which is why we're doing spaces and why the task does outreach and why nifty does and Eric 
because we want to import more people into Hive, but specifically in this case into in Leo. So if you want to see if you want to see value accrual there, then you've always got to have this nice steady linear increase in the number of participants in that particular market or the market for in Leo. And so you've got to ask yourself how what's the magnitude of that increase you can do? So there's there's always two different ways to go at something or for increasing price basis, and that's increasing the size of the market for it, or it's increasing the functionality of the product itself, which kind of has some spillover for increasing the, the market for it because it makes more people interested in participating. Well, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, at the heart of this discussion is one of my fundamental beliefs why the way Bitcoin is presented is going to be a total and abysmal failure. Bitcoin is not designed to be a medium of exchange. The volatility of it makes it such that it is an awful medium of exchange. And price volatility for medium of exchange is fatal. And look at Argentina, look at uh, Turkey to see what price volatility of their currencies and what that entails. Uh, It's horrific. So, you know, this is where I have a fundamental disagreement with the idea of trying to take a value capture token. Now, I do agree that you can build utility, but you don't try to build utility for Leo through, in my opinion, or, or for Hive, that matter, through the idea of medium of exchange. Now, you can do it as a digital asset. And that's why I say, Leo to me is not cryptocurrency. It's a crypto asset. And you can say, well, a real world corporation versus a a virtual platform. And yes, that's true, except for the fact that virtual platforms that are tokenized conceivably could be the replacement down the road for what is provided by these corporations. Now, I will agree with you and anybody says, well, Dow Gensler's right. You have a share of stock and, and tokens are, are securities. No, because there is no written or implied rights that come with the token like do a share of stock, which you said that if the board of directors does decide to pay a dividend, the shareholders are entitled to that income that the company generates. Uh, they also are uh, entitled to the assets, uh, less any bond payments that are outstanding in the event of liquidation. And those are written uh, in the value of the stock. So I, I think on that regard, you're dealing with something that doesn't have any of that written or implied uh, uh, connotation to it, but it does offer the same thing with the value you uh, capture mechanism, which if the value of the Leo ecosystem goes up, then the value of the Leo coin goes up. I won't necessarily the price because markets do their own thing. But much like Hive, Leo could be utilized as an access token because Hive, if you want to utilize the database, if you want to write to the database, you need to have enough Hive powered up to access the database. So certainly we could build utility through Leo power, through the amassing of Leo power, giving you rights to certain features, functions, whatever, you know, you get a premium membership, uh, 
if you have a certain amount of Leo power, for example, what McCoy was was, uh, was saying, uh, you know, if you do something like that, or if you increase your Leo power by a certain amount this month, you will get a premium membership for the month. I mean, there's there's certainly many ways we can innovate and uh, uh, get experimentative with the coin. Uh, and this this holds for 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 Leo. This holds for Hive. This holds for any of the the tokens on the on on Hive Engine. Any platform can start to do this and start to think of different ways that they can um, increase the utility of their token. All of it designed to eventually create hodlers because hodlers are what really uh, push the value up. Because now. The littlest of buy, buy demand, which hopefully is going to be created through these revenue streams of premium membership, uh, some of the ad revenue streams. We already have the, the Leo voter uh, uh, delegation going to that. And, and I would presume they're already working on some other revenue streams that are being thought up that can can tie into this. So, and the, the ads, the ads, once they're working correctly, are great because they're they're that external source, right? They're they're, they're that external input, and even if the overall magnitude of that is not not large yet. Over time, that can have a significant effect. Hey, Task, I just wanted to point out that the VSC project has joined the live as a listener. And I don't know if that's Vault Tech or who's running the VSC Twitter account, but we were just talking great about you a minute ago. Uh, just mentioned a lot of the technical heavy lifting you're doing for the entire Hive network and reminded people to go vote for the VSC proposal. Yeah, uh, the VSC uh, was on here last week, and that is not Voltec. I thought it was. Uh, Voltec actually jumped on on his account and, and gave us a, a 411 last week. Uh, but yes, it's great that VSC is on here. And certainly go vote their proposal. It's very important. It's, again, I can't say this enough infrastructure is not sexy. People, some people I've seen, uh, there's one in particular I'm thinking of, he's always bitching on threads about, oh, well, how come they're not doing this? They're getting all this money. And it's like, that's the application. That's not the infrastructure. Infrastructure takes time. It's slow. It's boring. And it's a nightmare. But it's crucially, crucially important. And and that's what's missing right now. Uh, To go through a couple of the threads, tokenize, I didn't forget about you. Are you ready for Leo Fest Florida 24? Uh, you're pulling out the gasoline can there, stirring it up. Uh, Tokenize only getting big ads. I don't get the cool ones. Well, that must be because Bill Gates owns your butt. Hope Stylist, that would be great. We could talk about the town hall and vibing the use of HBD and most payments on high. I, I don't know if it should really be talked about. It should be obvious. Uh, Esme Smith, what do you wish to see in the VSC once it's completed? I, I I hope ultimately VSC brings to Hive. I, I hope VSC puts Hive on par with the EVMs. That we can sit there and say anything that Ethereum does, we can do, but we can do better. Uh, I see Eric has joined the call. I don't know if you want to send a uh, speak request, Eric. We did mention the town hall. Uh, 
That's taking place at 11 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. You are the one behind that and organizing that. So I don't know if you want to, you know, jump on and give maybe a quick overview of what people can expect and, and some of the things that are taking place there. Well, this would be a great time to bully, bully Eric into committing to a Leo Fest in, in North America, either Florida or, or Vegas. I think we do need a Leo Fest. I, I think you're, you're right on the money task. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with the bully, and I don't know if Eric's the one to bully. We need to bully <laughs> Cal on that, but, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, – we, we should – I, I, I like, from, for a travel standpoint, I like Tokenize's view, uh, Leo Fest, Florida. And, and maybe Tokenize is being a little self-serving there. I, I don't know, uh, Tokenize, how, how uh, is the air travel from uh, Brazil to Florida? It's probably pretty easy. You could get to Miami. Uh, I think most of Central and South America has access to Miami. So uh, something in Florida may be good for Tokenize, too. Uh, yeah, uh, Brandon, uh, Brando just uh, echoed what you said, Ed, when uh, indeed ads bringing in external income will be great for the whole ecosystem. Yeah, that's one thing we need is by demand. Uh, I guess Eric is just a listener. He's not a speaker. Maybe he's involved in something. So uh, what else is going on? That's about all I know uh, on Hive. The promotions on the World Rally Car are going pretty good. I'm seeing that floating around Twitter. You know, you know what we should do at some point. Task is we should coordinate something like, kind of like, like a Twitter bomb, where we have like an organized 24 hour period where we all kind of cooperatively push like a, uh, a unified mes- message for Hive on Twitter and just really blast that out and get hive trending in the algorithm. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, something that they talked about on the CTT broadcast. Uh, who's the guy behind a hive, uh, race car, the big guy. Uh, why do I always keep space casing his username? Well, I think butterfly is, is Lord butterfly. Hard? Yeah, yeah, Lord Butterfly is the one who's doing the filming and stuff, and he's doing a great job with that. Yeah, and, and he was on the, the CTT episode uh, over the weekend, and they talked about doing some of that, about getting some of the footage and then doing a uh, basically a high blast on on Twitter with, you know, everybody going to the same hashtag, but, you know, not necessarily a hashtag that, you know, you get buried in or a hashtag that you can dominate, but nobody goes to. It's kind of find the medium one, which Lord Butterfly has a lot of insight into that. Uh, Tokenize uh, said it's pretty easy. Lots of Brazilians go to Florida. I don't know if you can talk Tokenize, but if you want to send a send request, you can also tell us what's going on with your high Brazil. But yeah, I, I think, uh, the value of the Hive race car is I don't think it carries much value because I mean, the name of Hive on a race car means nothing. I I think the value of it has to be, what do we take that, those pictures and that information and whatever video we get and how do we promote that? Those are the, the value in my estimation of the Hive race car is the marketing material that it provides us with that we can go market. And that's exactly what you're saying, Edwin, is we can uh, 
pass it out and, and, you know, hit up the social media and get people aware of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 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 I was going to say something else, you know, when you're writing these, when you're writing these great articles and TAS does it, but everybody, and I've started to do it too. But when you take the time to write like a great article, um, and, and you publish it on in Leo, you publish it on Hive, or you publish it to one of your communities. If it's something that's broadly understandable and broadly accessible to people, hey, put it on Twitter because there's accounts like um, Hive underscore blockchain who goes around looking for great Hive content and rebroadcasting it. And I, I don't have to tell some of the people that are in the space now, you know that we're developing kind of like a, a strongly coupled network of Hive promoters here on Twitter. But if you just happen to be catching this or, or hear this later on, if you're writing something great on in Leo, don't forget to share it out on Twitter so that we can pull people back into the Hive ecosystem to read this great content. And then maybe they figure, hey, that's a place I want to be. How do I sign up and how do I start participating here? Yeah, and, and just to to supplement that idea, I think it's important that people start to take the long-term view and write some content that over the course of time, as it gets older and as it starts to filter out there, that can rank in the search engines and can be something that appears on certain searches that even though it's a two-year-old article, that somebody sees that's about IBM or about General Motors or about, you know, uh, Gone with the Wind or about whatever. And where somebody is searching a particular topic looking for information, and that information is you. And it's a two-year-old article, but that brings them to PT. That brings them to uh, Leo that brings them to Eastency. And so they're actually reading this through a hive based front end because it's on hive. And that's one of the ways that this content, this evergreen content that's out there is important. And I think too often we as content creators, everybody's focused on the seven day voting window. When's the last time you went over to back to an article that's a year, two years, three years old, and edited, cleaned it up, maybe took out the bad links because you you put an image that is now you know a four hundred four and putting a new image in there and clean it up and updating that content so the search engines go through and say oh this is this is amended content oh good I will I will give this a little bit more weight. We have the ability to be our own social media. We have the ability to be our own medium. We have the ability to be our own knowledge database that we create. We fill the database with knowledge, share it out there, you know, and we have to write content that is, I'll use the term, but not in the way that Hive uses it, quality. And I don't mean, you know, quality, oh, well, so it gets the upvotes. I'm talking, so if somebody's reading it, a year from now, they learned something about that particular topic. And it can be about 
the, the, the Philadelphia Phillies. It could be about, uh, you know, basket weaving. It could be about your hometown, whatever it is, make that information pertinent because that's what's going to get picked up on. Uh, tokenize, you want to jump in here and uh, add your thoughts to anything Hive, what we've been talking about, or bring up a new topic, or make fun of me, or Cal, or whatever you want to do. The floor is yours. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yep. Oh, nice. Cool. Oh, yeah. Hi. Good, glad to be here. Uh, no, I just uh, I just thought I would uh, would join, and I don't know if you guys have heard about uh, it's a it's a project I have no involvement in it, but I just thought it was uh, I don't know maybe cool to to share. I don't know if you guys have heard about the new game that uh, a CEO is developing. I think it's called Holo Zeng, something like that. I never heard of it, but uh, yeah, I don't pay much attention to games. I've, I've seen that. It looks yeah, like Holozing so has got some cool It's actually art. in very early stages. Uh, I'll drop the link on the Threadcast uh, shortly. Uh, but it's uh, it's like a Pokemon-style game. So uh, it's a mixture of RPG with uh, you know monster battling. So basically, apparently, you'll will have to capture monsters and make them fight so you can level them up and so on. And I think the actual game is only coming out in 2024, but uh, you can already take part in it by delegating to, to delegating Hive Power to their account. Uh, I think if you uh, also, if you have that uh, Posh token, uh, that's uh, one of other a CEO's projects, you can also uh, be rewarded some of the new games token as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Just wanted to uh, bring it up for the people listening in case they don't know the game. That's great. Uh, we like seeing more development and... Uh... Gaming is something that I don't think any of us can deny the potential of because the, the gaming world is huge. Uh, Splinterlands has done very well in the, you know, play to earn or the blockchain gaming or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Web3 gaming, they, they've done very well, but uh, that's only the tip of the iceberg. So the more that happens... The, the better it is. So, uh, you know, thanks for sharing that. And, and yeah, please drop the link. Uh, see if we can get some excitement about it. JZA joined the call. He's been on here before. What's on your mind today? Hello, Task. How's it going? Can you hear me well? Here you fine. Awesome. So uh, one thing that you mentioned, and it kind of, kind of rang when you said it uh, about the the do's and don'ts about about writing in, in Hive. Um, this resonated with a conversation I had back in Hive Fest in the saying that we, we understand well, I, I will say We lost you. 
Hello? There you are. You're back. Okay. I think it's switched the network. That's why. Um, so I was saying that in HiFest, I, I have a conversation about marketing. And I can name uh, a lot of people that are successful in, in video platforms like YouTube. And I uh, mentioned like people that earn a lot of money making videos. But because of the internet has gone away a little bit, I mean, it hasn't really disappeared, but it's just the attention has focused on video and have forgotten about text. Like, I remember the times where bloggers were the, the internet superstars and the people making a lot of money out of ad revenue. And they were building companies because they were very good bloggers. And I think that that community doesn't mean it's the same, but that, that area is still going on. And having Hive as their main application being uh, a medium or a Reddit or a WordPress type of environment, if we can go into those environments commercially and understand what the main people, what the people that drive those areas do, then we can actually understand and say, well, I mean, if these people like these things, we can move them on to Hive, and then we can have uh, a success, uh, success rate that is, especially in our communities, not just saying the global internet, just saying like, well, for example, we're, we're in, uh, well, back then we were in Mexico. Who are the top bloggers in the country? Who are the top bloggers in Latin America? And what are they doing? And how are they pulling, you know, people into their content? And if we can do the same for Hive or inside Hive or even approach them and say, hey, would you be willing to move your content to Hive and see if, we, uh, if you can add more revenue to your to your posts? And I think those are the conversations, the conversations we should be having to a degree in that space, in the Hive blogging space. Now, three speak is a completely different beast, and I guess that whole argument kind of falls through because we understand YouTube. We can name the big YouTubers in our communities or even globally, and I guess we are also having say, well, in Cuba, I was talking with uh, Manu and was say, well, have you tried to approach the big blog uh, YouTubers and ask them, hey, you, you might want to post your content in Hive as well because you, especially in Cuba. You get revenue right away. You don't have to wait for YouTube to give you a low clickbait or click, uh, click, click score because your your area is in Cuba and the click is worth less than if you were publishing in the United States. And it makes sense just to you know add more revenue to your revenue already. You you know by just copying the same video that you upload to YouTube just to a speak environment. But uh, a lot of people don't understand it, but at least you have a framework where you can actually have people move their content, their premium content, to the Hive platform. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I, I, I did a deep dive in, in, a little while back and just when you look at the valuation of video versus audio and gaming, it's not even close. When you look at the valuation on businesses that are centered around video versus audio versus gaming and video is certainly key. That's one of the reasons why I think something like shorts is so important. 
there's a reason why TikTok's become so successful. YouTube is without a doubt a huge behemoth, but Rumble is making some rumblings. Um, I think we have to really take a look at this. Uh, I think Speak Network is very exciting because of the fact that I, I think the idea of somebody telling Rumble or YouTube to take down their their the content like a government entity, that is a fear many people have because it's a realistic reality. I mean, we all know that somebody from the British Parliament sent a letter to, you know, the rum company behind Rumble, who I guess is down in Miami, uh, saying, would you remove this content? And evidently the, the, the guy sent the, the letter to a bunch of different platforms. Rumble came out and said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to demonetize and screw off. But the fact that there was somebody to send that to is very telling. That's not the case on what Speak Network is setting up. So there, there may be a great deal of appeal ultimately uh, to that. But certainly I agree wholeheartedly that people should look at utilizing 3Speak if you are a content creator, at least as your backup content because you never know youtube could go through and wipe you out one day just because they feel like it i mean that's not unheard of uh also the monetization value as was just mentioned on anything whether you're talking video whether you're talking audio whether you're talking a thread whether you're talking a, a post you get an upvote that has some monetized value and if it's above the dust threshold seven days later you will get payment you get something. Now, go try doing that on X. You got to get your whatever, X number of million uh, impressions. Try doing that on YouTube. You got to get your X number of subscribers, your X number of hours of, of uh, viewing before you can even apply. Try doing that on, on the Facebook family. I don't even know if they offer it, but whatever they do, I'm sure there's some type of threshold. So... You know, all of this goes into what we have on Hive that is appealing. And obviously, people see the, the price of the value, the price of the token. They say, well, there's nothing going on here. When my stance is, you haven't been paying attention. There's a lot going on here. And there's a lot of expansion taking place. And it's very interesting to watch it grow and the offerings. And yes, what we were talking about with Leo and some of these others, trying to get ways to generate revenues that can be shared with the community, either in a direct buy the token and distribute it, or to benefit the community, like through something like funding liquidity pools and taking effectively taking that value out of the free floating circulation uh, and, and locking it away. So there, there's a lot of different ways we can get creative and innovative. And I, I think every project should be looking at that. And, and hopefully we get some of that on the town hall coming up this week. But I mean, that's one of the reasons why Leo Glossary, anybody who's been paying attention on Leo to, to what's posted on Leo Glossary, a lot of it is video related. There, There's a reason for it and a reason why that's a, a concerted direction that we're going in with Leo Glossary is to get into the movies because of people's interest in video, movies, entertainment, that 
spectrum is a lot bigger and a lot more valuable than text. It just simply is. So looking to leverage that and build value to these platforms. Um, Tokenize and JZA, you are our two remaining speakers. Anything else on either of, of your minds? I just want to add a little bit that I think we are right now in the in the same time that when social networks were hitting and a lot of people with cloud, whatever they were like, artists, sport figures or whatever, they wanted to get into the social networks and they didn't know how and there were a lot of a lot of people that were becoming like consultants for social network and they were becoming community managers and they were handling their community, their social network footprint on, on the, on the platforms like Twitter or YouTube or even politicians that they have a whole team that were handling their campaign or their, or their figure, the public figure online. I, I think we have to have that same approach into web three. And this is an opportunity for people to have their own careers and maybe becoming a, a Web3 manager or a Web3 consultant that will migrate their current Web2 uh, uh, engagement footprint and migrate it to Web3 and manage it. So this this could be some sort of uh, job or career that you can have in this transitional period from Web2 to Web3. It just, you know, you just need to hustle and have the connections and have the, the chance to sit down with the people that have this cloud and say, hey, I can move your show in YouTube and put it on a Web3 platform when you're going to secure your position and you won't be threatened by YouTube going completely politically correct or going and the platform being you because some something you said or whatever, and you you keep that revenue stream on different sources as opposed to just have it on one source. So that could be a compliant uh, um, plan that you can approach uh, the Web2 people in, in, in the way that you can manage it. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I, I think my view, the, the, the problem we, we have a couple headwinds. First off, the idea of Web3, uh, you know, the, the term's just been dragged through the mud. Not, not that I have any problem with it and, and not that I, I find it unapplicable because I think it is completely applicable. Um, but again, like anything else, we had the hype cycle and that kind of put a, a, uh, a little smudge on, on the term. The other thing that, I, I think is a problem, um, and, and it's been a problem from the get-go, is the monetization factor. And the fact that you have markets and people who don't know otherwise are watching the markets and believe markets know what the hell they're doing. And that markets know how to value stuff. And you see people on Hive even saying it. Oh, the tokens are going down. The price of hives going down. This place sucks. It's like you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Markets are insane. And so when you have that issue, you get people focused on market pricing as opposed to 
development as opposed to growth, as opposed to building. And I'm not talking about your project teams because they're the ones, you know, the Speak Network guys are doing what Speak Network guys are doing. VSE is doing what VSE is doing. Uh, Splinterlands is doing what Splinterlands is doing. Leo's doing what Leo's doing. So those, those at that level of things, it's not a problem. But when you start to talk about the full-blown expansion of Web3, I'll grant you, first off, we, we, we need a lot more infrastructure. We're, we're still infrastructure constrained. But the other thing I think we're constrained about is we need our own success stories. We need to have those people you can point to, because I've said this for years. You didn't see the leading uh, media people. Dan Rather, Tom Brokaw. Uh, I'm trying to think of who were your TV stars in the 80s and 90s. Uh, who were your movie stars? Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone. The big time stars and celebrities in traditional media, they weren't the YouTube celebrities. They weren't the YouTube stars. They weren't the ones who hit it big on YouTube. YouTube developed its own stars, the honey boo-boo of the world, whatever the hell a honey boo-boo is. But you have these people, and even today you have Mr. Beast. You had uh, the sports guy uh, who ended up signing the big contract with ESPN, who had a very successful YouTube uh, channel. And they were able to develop followings that were different from broadcast media. And I think the, the problem is with what we're confronted with is we're so intent on trying to get web two influencers over to web three, instead of taking the same dedication and trying to develop our own web two, our own web three influencers. And again, because the platforms are limited because of infrastructure, it's problematic. I mean, nobody's going to say that Leo or, or that three speak is on the par with you two. It's not. You know, Rumble isn't on par with YouTube. You know, one of the biggest problems we have with Web3 is finding content, is search. I mean, good luck trying to find anything on YouTube. Good luck finding anything on Rumble. The search search on Rumble is awful. So until that's addressed, we are going to have challenges. But again, it's the same thing with talking about the content. You do a particular search on a, a topic. Uh, just a, a regular web search. And all of a sudden you get a topic uh, that somebody wrote a 2,500 word essay. You get an article. It could be from Wired Magazine. It could be from Medium. It could be from Substack. And here's somebody who's writing something that's ranking as expertise in this particular subject that outside viewers are finding and come into the medium platform, come into Substack without incentive. They are just in the search engines. And if that person wrote a article that is of interest to that person, that reader may delve further into the person, find out where they're on Twitter, find out whatever. I know because I've done this. Okay, what else does this person have? Who does this person work for? Who do they write for? You know, maybe they have a link in their profile to, you know, a a website that they own or whatever. Um, 
that's what we need to, that's one of the things. There's a lot of things we need to do, but I think one of the things we need to do in Web3 is we need to establish ourselves with expertise. And that expertise is in many different areas. But unfortunately, too many people on Hive, in my opinion, write solely for the purpose of trying to get rewarded. And even a lot of times, and I had somebody comment on this. I wrote a Hive article. It was an article about Hive, but I didn't write it for people on Hive. I wrote the article with the intention of somebody who was reading it who had no idea about what Hive is. And I wrote a series of articles, you know, over that period. And finally, somebody caught on and, and he even wrote a comment or maybe he placed it in threads, I forget. But he basically said, I see what you're doing. He said, I was reading these articles and they're like, no doubt, we all know that. Till I realized you weren't writing for us. It's like, no, I wasn't. I was writing that as an article if on that particular topic, somebody came across it in a search engine, they would learn more about hot. And, you know, that's, I think, one of the things we need to, to, to constantly do is maybe not everything, but take stuff and take the approach. What if somebody didn't know anything about this ecosystem? Do we write an article that captures, and it doesn't even have to be Hive. It could be about an app. It could be about Leo. It could be about Splinterlands, 3Speak. It could be about that game that uh, uh, Tokenize mentioned. What is it? Hollowzing. Um, and educating people and maybe getting people to the Hollowzing website. You know, I don't know if they have a sign up to get emails and stuff to stay updated. That's what a lot of times projects do while they're in development. But see if we can get some interest generated there. That's marketing. And, you know, one of the other articles I'm going to write coming up here is one of the things content creators do not do, in my opinion, on Hive is they don't grind it out and act like, Content creators. Yeah, they they create content. But if you look at people, what I was saying before, you look at these content creators on YouTube, they're constantly promoting their own Twitter feed. They're constantly promoting their Patreon. They're constantly promoting their Instagram stuff. They're constantly promoting. They're getting they're getting out there and marketing themselves, their brand. And we have people on Hive. What do they say? I write an article. Nobody votes my stuff. Well, What spaces are you hosting? Are you involved in threads? Are you responding to Hive-based tweets and getting engaging with those people on that platform? Are you getting on the streaming shows that we have, the Cryptoholics, the Cryptomaniacs, the CTTs? Are you getting involved in the Threadcast? Are you going into the CTT threadcast and asking questions or leaving comments so you get on the radar of They Call Me Dan or Starkers? Are you doing that stuff? Are you taking the approach of this is a business, you're a brand, or do you just write an article and say everybody should find me? And that's, I, I think we have entirely too much of, I write an article, everybody should find me. And why do I host this, this space? Why do I get involved in crypto uh, maniacs? Why did I get involved in town hall? 
Why do I do this stuff? Yes, I love Hive. I want to promote Hive. I want to help out Hive wherever I can. But it's also promoting myself. It's also promoting my brand. It's also getting my name, my voice, my picture, my image, myself in front of people. That's what it takes. And, you know, I'm not like a a Web2 social media expert. I'm not an affiliate marketing expert. I'm not a Lord Butterfly who really knows Twitter and the way around it and tagging and how to get stuff ranking. That's not me. But we have people like that. We have Lord Butterfly getting the Hive race car and other things related to Hive ranking in, you know, not the biggest of of topics, but in some topics that get some views. And that's what we need people to do. It's called grinding. There's no shortcuts here. Yes, we'd love to get 100,000 people showing up tomorrow. The problem is, and, and this is what we see in this realm, how many YouTube killers have we seen? How many Twitter killers have we seen? How many times have we seen people pissed off, whether it's because of politics, whether it's because of cryptocurrency, whether it's because of whatever, and they go to this platform or that platform that gets a whole lot of, of, of attention and then dies out? Uh, what was the one with the uh, – um, and if you want to drop the name in, in uh, the Threadcast – I, I can't think of it, but the the, the one with Bitcoin um, that they had the the, the Bitchuk. What was it? Was it Bitchuk? Well, not not Bitchuk. That was one, but they had one where they actually rewarded you for uh, the 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 big whales in in Bcash would. Uh, reward you. Django used it uh, a few times, and and there were a bunch of people on Hive who were using it, and you could earn a little uh, uh, BCH uh, by by going on there. And uh, they actually, it wasn't oh, yeah. read dot cash and and memo dot cash. I know both of them. There you go, there you go. They they were big for a while. Where are they now? You know, they're gone. And, and now, uh, you know, everybody's talking the, the SoFi or social fire, whatever the hell they're calling it, which we've been dealing with for six years. And they're, they're jumping from this platform to that platform and friend tech or friend whatever thingy. That's the greatest thing. Um, you know, how long till that drifts from from people's radar? So, you know, I, I think with Hive, the success of Hive long-term comes from the fact that we do grind. We're not hype. We're not, oh, everybody join us and because we're the latest, greatest, shiny thing. We're not the latest, greatest, shiny thing. We're kind of old. We're a little stodgy. We're very unsexy. But you know what? We're growing. We're expanding. We're, we're, we're solid. We're, we're stable. And we keep increasing the offerings both within our applications and ecosystem-wide, that makes us offering a lot more than we did in the past. And, you know, it's not a big Bcash type situation. You know, every three seconds we have another block that, like clockwork, it, 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 it produces and, and validates transactions. We have votes placed every minute of the day that carry weight with them. 
We have applications that are constantly bringing out updates. We have people who are innovating and grinding. And, you know, I am far from the only one who's out there grinding. Uh, you know, the town hall people, four of us got together. We're dedicated to Hive. And we're grinding in our different ways. We're doing things. We're promoting. We're pushing. We're building infrastructure. We're getting involved to a greater degree. And there's a lot of people like that. And that's what's going to pay dividends in the long run, in, in my view, because you can't fake that. You can't shortcut that. And guess what? Some of us have accounts that if you go look at our profiles, you know, there's thousands of videos. There are hundreds of videos. There's hundreds of posts, maybe even thousands of posts. There's tens of thousands of threads. And over time, people are going to come to it and say, this isn't something new. No, this is something established and it works very well. So I don't know if everybody fell asleep. Uh, the threadcast seems to be kind of quiet unless, unless there's been an update and I'm not getting the updates. Let me refresh. Nope, nothing there. No requests. So I don't know if anybody else has... Uh, any other points they want to add? Anything we missed? We've been going on for about an hour and a half. JZA, Tokenize, you guys have the, the speaker capabilities. Do you have anything you want to add? Okay, with that, it sounds like uh, they're all out of ideas. I'm out of ideas, so we will be back again the same time next week.